Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Hope you're having an outstanding Wednesday. Nuanas Now coming to you, courtesy of the Missoula Broadcasting Company from the Northwest Motorsports Studio here at ESPN Radio. Find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. You can visit nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable SUVs take back control of the road with a new rig from Northwest Motorsport. Time to get to in the show today. If you want to listen to it on your mobile devices, your computer, your laptop, your cell phone, you can always stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. Also, you want to be involved in it, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. We've got a bunch of stuff to get to today. We're also going to give you an opportunity to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Give you a little recap on the first semester of Grizz Hockey. It's been a pretty explosive thing in the Missoula community. Very hot ticket. And uh, they are now on Christmas break. They won't be back at it until mid-January. Uh, so, but we will give you a little redux of what's going on with them and also give you a chance to win some wings. 
Most of the rest of this show going to be all football all the time, including being joined by Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director, here in just a quick minute. We're also going to have our final Grizz Star of the Week for 2021, a PSA. We will be off for the rest of the uh, calendar year after this week. So just three more Nuanas nows, including this one right here. So we'll give you a recap of the Grizz season and maybe give you some thoughts on who I think maybe the, the overall Grizz MVP should be. And then top of the hour, a couple great guests on the Montana State side of things. Ryan Davis, a guy who I've known for a long time because I've known his family for a very long time. He's a senior tight end for the Bobcats, and he is a, an awesome representative of his people. He, he is part of the Blackfeet Nation as well as part of the Lower Brule Sioux tribe and uh, one of the only Native American guys playing college football at this moment. And uh, he's made it all the way to the end of his career, and he's done it with great um, representation of where he's come from, and he does it for all the right reasons. So I had a phenomenal conversation with him earlier this week, and then we'll also have our Montana State Minute with Alex Eshelman from SWX Montana Television about 5.30 as well. But right now, we go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Time for all football all the time with Montana State Athletic Director Leon Costello. Leon, thanks for being with us, man. How you doing? Great, Coulter. How are you? Did you get some sleep this past weekend? Oh, man, I finally got some sleep last night. I was riding on a high all the way uh, through Monday and then finally crashed yesterday. But uh, it was a fun trip. It was great seeing everybody down in both Harrisonburg, Virginia, and Huntsville, Texas. But let's go to the scene of the game. I caught up with you a little bit before the action commenced. And uh, I don't know if any of us, I think that a lot of us knew Montana State had a fighting chance against top-seeded Sam Houston. And I even picked them on the radio uh, on the Bozeman side of the radio gig that I got to win, but I didn't expect 42-19, and I did not expect 28 nothing in the first quarter. So uh, from standing on the sidelines watching the guys, what did you think of the action? Uh, it was, I mean, it's everything that you hope for, right, to get off to a fast, fast start and, um, you know, put yourself in a position to win. And, and I think like we were talking about, you know, I knew we were going to, we were going to open things up, you know, compared to our first playoff game. You know, we, we, we had to, obviously, from the opponent, but also, you know, some of our players getting more comfortable with what's going on. And uh, we knew that was going to happen. But I tell you, when, when the offense is clicking and then the defense is putting them in positions to do it again, and, and it's just like the, you know, we always talk about a momentum. And that momentum gets rolling. It's hard to stop. And that first, you know, quarter and a half uh, really kind of showed that. So, it was fun. It was exciting. We kind of looking around like, you know, is this really happening? Um, and then, uh, yeah, then it was, you know, it went from being nervous to being really excited. Now we got to hold on. Right. And, and, uh, I, I think the, the greatest thing about that is I, I was really confident just because I know how good our defense is and I know that they were going to, they were going to close the game out for us. Well, those guys, uh, they're such a phenomenal group to watch too, because, you know, they got veteran flavor, they got Montana flavor, and, and they're just a tremendous group that works together. But just take us through this last year from your seat because making a coaching change when you're coming out of a semifinal berth like Montana State was in 2019, you, you go through all of 2020 with Jeff Cho at the helm, but then he bolts to take the job at Texas as the co-defensive coordinator. You and your staff, you, you get together and you, and you find a replacement in Brent Vegan. And Coach Vegan's done a heck of a job this year so far. But now here they are back in the semifinals, and it's been such a long journey for these guys. But I think, to me, the key has been the fact that the, the group of players, especially the older guys that are leaders of this Bobcat team, have really stayed together and kept everybody in it. 
So from your perspective as a guy that works in higher education that really likes to see young people grow, that must give you a lot of pride. It, it does, and I think it speaks to the culture um, that the previous staff built and also that the culture the student-athletes carried forward. Uh, it speaks a lot to their character, really, to, to know that they started this journey together and they wanted to see, you know, see it finished together. And, and they, I mean, they're not dumb. They, they knew the kind of uh, quality student athletes they had on this team and they knew what they could potentially do. Um, and the fact that they wanted to stick around to do that through all of that, through a coaching change. Well, before that, through not playing in the spring, deciding not to play, which, you know, is another story, but it was the right decision. And then you have a coaching change. And then again, to reemphasize, we're not playing in the spring to give the new coaching staff an opportunity to come in and evaluate the current student athletes and, and maybe change things a little bit to tweak things, whether offensive schemes, defensive schemes and things like that. And I think it really set ourselves up for a successful run here this fall. And so looking back on it, um, the plan was right, but you got to have the people in place in order to pull it off. And I think from a coaching staff to a student athletes, to our support staff, you know, everybody bought in and, and knew that that was the right thing, and we all geared up for, you know, this fall. Leon Costello, that's Montana State Athletic Director. All th- sorts of stuff going on at Montana State, but the dominant storyline this week, the first semifinal playoff game in Bozeman, Montana since 1984. So pretty historic upcoming afternoon against South Dakota State for the Bobcats. But, Leon, when you first made the hire of Brent Vegan, I know that so much of your job is, is evaluating everybody that works in the organization, and you guys have – all sorts of ways of doing that. But, but what did you broadly think the evaluation was going to be? What were some of the, the measuring sticks you had in place for this new coaching staff, given the success that the previous team had had? And, and how has that gone then for uh, Brent Vegan and his staff fulfilling uh, or living up to those expectations? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a tricky question because obviously we knew the team we had coming back. We knew – um, you know, some of the kids that were here that were freshmen that didn't get a chance to play, uh, you know, during the fall or the spring, uh, you know, we knew what the roster looked like, but you never really know what's going to happen in any season, whether you're talking about injuries or, or just different things that you can't control, you know, the, the uncontrollables, you, you never know. And so you never want to put a number on, okay, we, you know, if, if we don't win this number of games and it's, and then it's not a successful season, it's really not, not about that, but when we started the season, um, you know, when we went through the spring and then, you know, had the summer and then you get to fall camp and then you really start to see the kids really buying into what's going on and how they reacted to the coaching staff and, and some of the changes that they made, you know, you kind of got the feeling like, okay, this is, this is maybe going a little bit smoother than we had originally, than we had maybe anticipated because any transition is tough, but you know, they adapted really well. They picked up on, on some of the new things and then, you know, you go to you play your first game down at Wyoming, and, um, you know, obviously I think we're all disappointed we didn't win that game because we all think we should have. And now you're thinking, okay, we, we've got something here. And then, you know, you go on a run of nine straight, and, uh, you know, which hasn't been done here in a long, long time, and, and then you start getting other, you know, expectations. And so I think all in all, every step that we took uh, was kind of validation of, um, of who we have in the program. And it's, it goes from, like I said before, it goes from coaches to student athletes, to all the support staff that support football in all of our athletic departments. Um, you know, I think uh, we feel like we're in pretty solid footing and obviously have a, have a chance in, a, in front of us to take a huge step here for our program and just looking forward to that opportunity. 
Well, another huge part of any athletic director's job is is producing, generating revenue, and I'm sure that's been an awesome part of this football season because I believe for the first time in Bobcat Stadium history, you guys sold out all regular all six regular season home games, and now get another opportunity to have a home game uh, that, that sort of comes from the circumstances that happen in the bracket, but that's also what happens when you beat the number one team in the country. You get the right to host in the semis, and you guys sold that thing out in about 10 minutes. I was getting texts from every corner of the state. You got a line on tickets. All the tickets are already sold out. But just from a pure financial <laughs> standpoint, that must be awesome for you guys, just given what you went through the year leading up to this. Well, yeah, without a doubt. And um, we we didn't – nobody really knew how we were going to come out of – uh, the year prior and we all took hits. Uh, I, you know, we, as a big sky eighties group, we all talked about some things that were going on on our campuses, even though we're all, you know, pretty different, we're all pretty similar as well. And we're all dealing with the same issues. And, you know, I, I have been so surprised about how our community, our fans, our state have come back in full force and, and really how we rebounded, um, you know, financially, economically uh, as a, as a community, as a state, really as a country, um, because, you know, we're setting records in, in ticket sales and donations. Uh, you know, we talk about concessions and book, you know, all the, the merchandise we sell at games and things like that, all of them are hitting records. And so, you know, I think part of it was when you get something taken away from you, um, you don't want to take anything for granted anymore. And, you know, people wanted to get out and enjoy live events and be around their friends and, and do that stuff again. And then you compound that with, you know, the success that we were having and, and, you know, it's, uh, it's almost like, you know, the volcano exploded and it's been a lot of fun here this fall on campus, you know, a lot of things going on, you know, we're talking about concerts coming back here, a lot of concerts here in the upcoming, uh, next calendar year. And so things just feel like they're getting back to normal. And I think, uh, you know, our fans in particular are just having a good time with it. Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director, joining me, Coulter Nuanas, here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And Leon, from a, just a marketing branding standpoint, too, the farther you, you advance in the playoffs, the more exposure you're going to get. And, uh, you know, last night I'm driving home after working late, and I'm listening to, to our ESPN Radio feed here in Missoula, Montana, but it's the national feed, and it's Freddie Coleman, who's one of my favorite radio hosts. And uh, all of a sudden... Brent Vegan's on. So Brent Vegan was on the radio in Montana <laughs> twice because he was on our show yesterday, and then he was on Freddie Coleman about seven hours later. But you must love that element, too, just the the, uh, the exposure you're getting on a national level. Yeah, it, you know, especially when you're talking about TV and, um, you know, whether it's ESPN Plus or, you know, ESPN2 coming up here this weekend, it's, it's national exposure. And when you talk about running, making a run through the playoffs and, there are five big sky schools that started off and now we're down to one big sky school, you know, we're kind of carrying the, the banner for the big sky. And so as you advance, you know, that only intensifies and, and you know, that's, a, that's welcome for us. We love it. Um, you know, I think you could come onto campus and talk to anybody that's on this campus and, and um, you know, they would, they would say the same thing, but also, they would also talk about all the great things that are happening on, on campus that are allowing us to do this. And um, you know, Brent, does a great job of promoting his program in this university. I trickle it down to Trisha Benford and Danny Sprinkle. They do a great job of doing that. I would put all of those in front of a camera on the radio, uh, just to talk about the great things that are happening from a, you know, a campus perspective, which really gives us the opportunity uh, to have all this success here athletically. And so, 
it's a team effort. Um, you know, it's putting together the, you know, the best possible people in the positions that they are and, and letting them do their work. And, uh, you know, right now it's, it's great. I can just get out of the way, let our, let our coaches coach, let our people work. And, uh, they're putting us in some really great positions. Well, another guy that's been such a phenomenal representative of the university, not just because of his, uh, pretty much peerless athletic gifts, but also because, of just his humble nature and the work he's done in the classroom and his ability to endure the spotlight that's been on him since the very first day he ever even walked onto campus. So Troy Anderson, I mean, we talk about Troy from a football perspective across the board, but I've been trying to reemphasize this, that for every award that Troy Anderson has won and will win, and, you know, today he got a Senior Bowl invite, which is amazing. He already was invited to the East-West Shrine game earlier. Those are the two most prestigious postseason all-star games that NFL draft prospects can get invited to. But perhaps the most amazing thing that he's done is he was a finalist for the William H. Campbell Trophy. That's the academic Heisman. That means he's one of the 10 best football-playing student-athletes in the United States of America at the Division One level. Truly amazing. So what have you thought of just the way Troy has been able to represent your athletic department these last four or five years? I mean, if you could build a statue of what a student-athlete should be, uh, you would build it of Troy Anderson. Um, you know, unbelievable work ethic, unbelievable family uh, that supports him. Uh, and to see how he is and how really it's about how his teammates respond to him. You know, there are a lot of times Troy doesn't have to say a word and his actions just dictate what the team does and their response to him. It's unbelievable to watch. And I've seen it grow here the last five years. Um, and his actions obviously speak louder than his words. Um, but for us to be able to point to that, to say, look, you can be, you can come from anywhere and come to a, a division one university, uh, do great in the classroom, unbelievable in the classroom. You can be an unbelievable athlete and hopefully that sets you up to be where that, whatever it is you want to be after you graduate from here, you can do all of those things. You don't have to skimp on one of them. You don't have to, you know, not go to class or not study hard in this class because you, you're going to go on the field and you're going to practice or you're traveling. You can do all of that. And, and I think, you know, from our support standpoint, we feel like we have that in place, but you know, somebody like Troy doesn't even need it. And he's a great example that we can point to, to say, you can do all of the things that you want to do right here in Bozeman, Montana at Montana state, because we've had student athletes like Troy Anderson do it. And so for me, um, yeah, he's just the epitome of, of what we want our student athletes to be and become. And uh, he's done it all. And I, I can't do justice for him for all the stuff that he's done and meant for, for Montana State University and Bobcat Athletics. He's, um, he's truly an amazing person now. And I think you're, what we're going to see down the road is he's going to be an amazing person in, in his life and what he does. Hopefully, that's in the NFL for a long time. And then when he comes back, I know he wants to come back to Montana and, and work on the ranch and do that. Um, it's just a very, very special individual. No doubt about it. One of my favorite guys I've ever got the opportunity to cover. It's uh, He does it right, and uh, he's just such a cowboy. doesn't say much and just, just takes care of business. you got to love it. Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director, joining us here on Nuanas Now. MSU football hosts South Dakota State High Noon, Bobcat Stadium on Saturday. We'll be there. It'll be fun afternoon. Very much looking forward to the matchup with South Dakota State. But, Leon, now you, got, you yourself, connections to South Dakota State. I know it's been a while now, and you've had a lot of crossover because it is a, a sort of a regional 
um, rival, for lack of a better word, or I guess a regional opponent that lands on the schedule a lot in hoops and, and football and, and all that. But um, here you are now, back-to-back Final Four appearances for MSU, and this time it's the Jackrabbits standing in the way. So I'm sure you pl- still have plenty of friends over there at SDSU. So what do you think of just the matchup on Saturday? Yeah, it's intriguing. You know, I, I think we were just – I was just talking to Coach Sprinkle about this, and, you know, I think I'd much rather play – a game like this and an opponent that, I, you know, that we don't know. Uh, it just, uh, obviously they've had a lot of success. Uh, you know, we keep building. We've had a lot of success here recently. Uh, I think it's a great matchup of, of great football programs. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people there that uh, still work there that from when I was there, obviously my mentor, Justin Selder, athletic director, uh, obviously I owe him a lot for where I am today, uh, just working with him and for him and, um, we were able to accomplish a lot of things at SDSU, and I was able to bring, you know, some of that blueprint over here and tweak it a little bit to, to have some success here. So I owe a lot to uh, SDSU and the people there. But, uh, you know, it's that old saying, you know, obviously friends off the field, but it's almost like you want to beat your friends even more when you play them on the field. Uh, it's kind of getting to that feeling, you know, a little bit. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's really cool to see a, a, an opponent that, that you know, and know personally, and uh, I'm, I'm excited for them. Obviously, they've had a lot of success, but really excited for our football program and the steps they've taken, and you know what they've gone to, gone through in the last 20 months uh, to get to this point, to have this opportunity, um, and to do it at home. You know, for the first time in what 37 years, uh, it's pretty special. So everything you combine, everything it's a, it's going to be a pretty special day for for me and our program. Well, John Stigelmeyer, he's been, he's like an institution at South Dakota State. I mean, he's he's been their coach since <laughs> yeah. I even started paying attention to college football when I was a kid. So what have you thought of his longevity? Because, I mean, it's a rare thing for a guy to be in a place for 25-plus years like Coach Stig's been there at SDSU. It, it's, it's pretty unbelievable because uh, I remember when I started there, they were just getting through the transition from Division Two to Division One, And – when that started, when their Division One kind of transition started and then when they became a full-fledged member, they've had so much more success in football at the Division One level than they did at Division Two, And that's hard to do. And so uh, it, it's pretty remarkable for him to be able to, um, one, to be there for so long, but also maybe to kind of reinvent himself in the program to be more success, successful at a higher level than he was at, at the Division Two level. And so... A lot of credit goes to him to be able to do that. And again, you know, very similar institutions, South Dakota State and Montana State, you know, it all gets started and we all have success because of great people. And I think he's been able to hire some great coaches that have gone through there and some are still there. Some have gone on to other, you know, great jobs. Um, But it all kind of starts right there with people. And he's been the leader for for such a long time. And um, he is such a good person. Um, that I'll always cheer for him, obviously, uh, other than Saturday. But uh, just a great person, great family man, uh, man of faith. And, uh, you know, he always puts others before him. And so how can you not cheer for a guy like that? But uh, it'll be great to see him before the game tomorrow, and then hopefully it'll be great to beat him uh, after the game. Well, Leon, we'll get you out of here on this. This has nothing to do really with the game on Saturday as much as just college athletics as a whole because this has been – tumultuous times to say the least uh, from the time that we were all sitting in Boise and the tournament got canceled to now what's happening uh, just across the board in college football uh, specifically but also just all division one college sports uh, from the pandemic to 
some NCAA rule changes to this one-time transfer to name, image, and likeness and, and all that. It, it seems so complicated. I think there's a lot of people that are digging their heels in about how much they don't like it, but also I think that, as Dave Sprinkle always says, you can sit there and, and analyze and hate on the state of society, or you can just figure it out and, and figure out what your advantages are in it. So from Montana State's perspective, I mean, where do you go from here? What, what do you think of just all of the challenges, all of the noise, all of the tumult that exists right now in Division One college athletics? And, and what, I mean, what's the broad strategy on being able to handle uh, ever-changing and evolving times? Yeah, I, I truly feel that we are in a time right now, there, there is a great opportunity. I think um, because of what's going on around us, uh, there's an opportunity to really identi- identify what are those things that we need moving forward as an NCA, as a membership. And I think COVID played a huge part in that because, you know, when you take some things away, you kind of sit around and think uh, about how it's supposed to work or what we're supposed to do. You know, a lot of different thoughts came out of that. And now we're in this, you know, the Constitution Committee about how we're going to relook at college athletics. I truly think there's an opportunity there that we can make it better. Uh, I think for a long time, anybody that heard those four letters, the NCAA, everybody's like, oh, man. You know, there, there was always kind of a negative connotation with the NCAA. And I think we have a chance to kind of recraft it um, with the committee. And then I think it's up to the individuals, individual institutions or membership, to say, how do we fit in this? And I think the focus has for us has been and always will be, how do we make ourselves the best that we can be within the parameters that we're given? And so how do we take whatever it is, NIL or the transfer portal or um, the Alston case, you know, so we can give more uh, educational benefits to our student athletes or cost of attendance. How can we work within those parameters to make Montana State the best possible athletic department that it, it can be? And no matter then what happens around you, we know that we're going to be in a really good spot. I mean, you can talk about realignment. You can talk about all these other things. But really, I think the focus has to come with how do, how do we work within these parameters? And, and which ones do we want to take on that we feel are going to elevate us and put us in the best possible position? And to be honest with you, that's what I'm excited for. I'm excited to see what comes out of the new Constitution and to see what we're going to latch on to to make sure that that we're continuing to grow and we're continuing to make put ourselves in the best possible positions to develop student-athletes to be competitive in competition in the classroom and then setting themselves up for uh, life after uh, MSU. And, and uh, I think some things will be very different, but I also think some things will be uh, very similar. And we just got to make sure that we have a great plan to work within the parameters. Leon Costello, Montessa Athletic Director here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. Leon, look forward to seeing you this weekend, man. Best of luck with everything leading up to and during the game. And uh, thanks so much for joining us here today on ESPN Radio. You got it. Hey, thanks again. And I'm glad you were able to experience what you did last week. I know you were jet-lagged and everything else, but we appreciate you being there. And looking forward to seeing you here this weekend. I appreciate it, man. All football all the time, presented in part by Brett's RV and Marine. Our friends at Brett's RV and Marine are closed for the holiday season. However, we happen to know that Brett's RV's team – of Santa Little Elves are available to answer questions and set appointments if you'd like to shop for a new or top-quality pre-owned RV. Unwrap the savings on over 1,500 new and top-quality pre-owned boats and RVs. You can call 833-BRETTS-RV or shop online 24-7 at brettsrv.com. The state of college athletics right now is is an interesting one because, you know, I, I'm a, 
I'm a cynical person by nature and also just have had my cynicism accentuated because of my role as a journalist. And I know this is a talk radio show, and we, we definitely try to bring you insight and entertainment, but also uh, discern a lot of, of important things and, and talk about a var- wide variety of issues and sort of put in perspective where sports, particularly college athletics, higher education in the state of Montana fits into our society. And you can sit there and complain all about what's going on, and I don't think it's the great uh, that great because I think that it's it's – it's robbing what the point of college sports, particularly college football, is supposed to be about. But that's because the way that it's been branded and then bought and sold by all of us is completely different than what we want it to be in a romantic and or idealistic fashion. It's supposed to be about great experiences for young people. It's supposed to be a coming-of-age ceremony. It's supposed to be the representation of a variety of different communities, the, the meshing of cultures, the, the growth of young, of young people. It's supposed to be about education. It's supposed to be about learning to fail, overcoming adversity. And in reality, by and large, it's about money instead of any of those other things that I just said. It's a business, and the student-athletes are cogs in a business. But that's where I'm always critical of coaches or of, of, of athletic administrations, excuse me, that evaluate coaches without having the perspective of what the expectation should be based on a variety of different factors, especially things like resources. Like I've, I've argued this on the Idaho State perspective, for example. Like Idaho State just fired Rob Fennessy. They, they've now in the last 15 years gone from Larry Lewis to Jeff Zamberlin to Mike Kramer to Rob Fennessy. And now just last week, they hired Charlie Ragle. I know state football is not going to be competitive in the big sky conference until they even the playing field when it comes to resources or to, and when they figure out facilities, but that's, what's frustrating about the analysis of a coach's performance based solely on wins and losses without accounting for the advantages or disadvantages that must exist at the place. I think DeMario Warren at Southern Utah is a solid football coach. Without any resources and without any momentum, without any bravado or uh, uh, any place within the hierarchy of of the Big Sky Conference coaching structure, Southern Utah went from Big Sky Conference champion to a team that couldn't win a game, a team that went over this year in league play. That's where, when I'm talking about evaluation, what Ed Lamb did at Southern Utah, building the base of the, the championship that DeMario Warren won, but also winning one on his own and also going to the playoffs a couple times before bolting to BYU, that's taking almost negligible advantages and still achieving at the highest level. That's one of the best coaching jobs we've seen in the Big Sky in the last two decades, probably. That's the other reason why I'm always so hard on Montana and Montana State. Their resource advantages are extensive compared to much of their competition, but when you understand the finances and the way that higher college athletics works, particularly within the state of Montana, they also have some severe challenges as well, particularly because of the way that they generate revenue. So that's all to say that I'm a a competitive guy. I love sports. I I love the tangible results that come from sports, 
But I also think that we're selling ourselves short if that's the only thing that we analyze in terms of gauging success. I think if student-athletes are having good experiences and they're learning things that turn them into productive people, that's the first goal. And I get that it is a lot about wins and losses, and the way to boost finances is to drum up excitement, which then comes from winning. I'm not naive to any of that. I thought it was fascinating what Mike Kramer, longtime football coach, said on this show a couple weeks ago. The phenomenon of college sports is totally unique to America. And our obsession with it, on one hand, is, is so communal and positive, and on another hand, is so frantic and fanatical and uh, borderline unhealthy. And so uh, there's just a lot to hash out here. But the world has changed in the world of college athletics, and I, it's not going anywhere. It's not coming back. So I think what Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director, just said there is a good one. How does the universities position themselves? How do they make sure what's happening on their campus, in their athletic department, is the best that they can do with what their advantages and disadvantages are? you got to take care of your room first before your house can be clean, right? That's what Jeff Choate used to always say. I think it's good advice coming from Montana State's athletic director. More Bobcats in the second hour. Ryan Davis, a senior tight end, who's doing it for all the right reasons, talking about a guy that's maximize his experience from a personal growth standpoint while representing for his people. He'll join us as well as Alex Eshelman. But up next, our last Grizz star of the week. Not a specific guy. Instead, a discussion about Grizz football and some of the best that occurred individually as a team for the University of Montana. Keep it right here. Nuan is now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The semifinals of the FCS playoffs are coming to Montana for the first time in more than a decade. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Saturday night in Huntsville, Texas, the Montana State Bobcats pulled off an upset for the ages, toppling top-ranked, top-seeded, and undefeated Sam Houston in resounding fashion. MSU freshman quarterback Tommy Malott caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown, and rushed for two more scores as Montana State surged to a 28-0 lead early in the second quarter on the way to a 42-19 victory. The win helps Montana State sew up a bid in the semifinals of the playoffs for the second year in a row. It also means that MSU will host South Dakota State in the first semifinal playoffs playoff game at Bobcat Stadium since 1984. The state of Montana has not seen a Final Four game since Montana defeated App State in overtime in 2009 to advance to the title game. MSU's victory marked the first road FCS playoff win in program history. It also marked the first time Sam Houston has ever lost a home game in the postseason and snapped a 22-game winning streak for the Bearcats dating back to their undefeated spring season that saw Sam win their first national title. And finally, Friday in Harrisonburg, Virginia, the Montana the Grizzlies ran into a buzzsaw. James Madison scored on a pair of big plays in the first half while knocking out Grizz quarterback Cam Humphrey before cruising to a 28-6 victory over UM. Montana's season ends with a 10-3 record. 
This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Well, today's National Signing Day, or at least the opening of the first signing period. I can't even keep it all straight anymore. Now they're talking about maybe they're moving this one up to August to get rid of this December thing so it's not this free-for-all. Or maybe they're moving it back to February. I don't even know. I don't know. As Mike Kramer, one of my mentors and good friends, always says, recruiting is recruiting. Playing is playing. They're not the same. <laughs> ESPN Radio, it's Nuanas Now, 102.9 FM, around Western Montana, or maybe you're watching around the great state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Find amazing savings at Northwest Motorsport. You can visit nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, and off-road capable SUVs. Little Vince Gill coming back for you on a Wednesday. This is Spotified Rap Week, giving you some of my most 100 most played songs of the year. Really got into a little Vince Gill this year, a little earlier on in the year. I was really loving the, the country swing dancing on uh, during the winter last winter. I told you about uh, Benny's Bone Beef and, and Barbecue or whatever. Benny's Bone Beef and Bird. I'm still going to get this. We told you about that in Huntsville, Texas. We also told you about our uh, Do Drop In in Washington, D.C., didn't even tell you about shenanigans. We go there. We, we get a suggestion. We go to the Buffalo Wild Wings to work after the Sam Houston game late night, Saturday night. And uh, then once they had to kick us out, we asked the guy, wait, where should we go? He said, go to shenanigans. We're walking up. It's like, looks like a strip mall. Says it's a beach club. <laughs> and then it's like a honky talk with a big dance floor. So we just sat there and watched all the Texas college kids. Break it down, a little boot scoot and buggy. Our, our resident Anaconda, Blake Hempstead, was uh, less than impressed. <laughs> I think Andrew Houghton, our producer, was in shock. And I was just loving it. If I wouldn't have been such a stranger, we would have only had 30 minutes to bar time. I would have got out there and shaken a little bit myself. But uh, definitely a resurgence of my country music love this year. So you're going to hear a lot more country here. These last couple days of Nuana is now here on 2021. We will be off the last two weeks of December. They're kicking me out of here. But we'll be back with a vengeance in January. I can't wait for it. The relentless nature of college football these days is pretty crazy. We uh, had press conferences both Montana and Montana State today for National Signing Day. And uh, I don't know, National Signing Day has just changed so much. But it's just crazy that Bobby Houck just had his season end less than a week ago and then he's putting the finishing touches and putting a bow on the first of two recruiting classes but who knows if they have a second one last couple of years Montana's made most of their signings here in December and then filled in the blanks with transfers uh, throughout the year and so we'll see if they do that again 
The equivalency is tough, especially because Montana has 58 freshmen on its roster right now. So uh, where does that go? What does Montana do in terms of balancing everything out? But all told, this last season, 28-6 to loss Friday to James Madison in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. Montana finishes 10-3. and it was, an, it was a good season for the Grizzlies. I'm always going to hold the Grizz to an incredibly high standard because I think that the Grizz have some um, intrinsic advantages that are far superior to almost anybody in the country. I think that the reemerging collaboration between the University of Montana and Missoula, which is something that went away for a little while, and I don't know why, that coming back is huge. I think it needs to continue for everything on campus to go well. But I was sitting here thinking when we were in Huntsville, Texas, man, these guys won a national championship in the spring. You could say, hey, only half the teams played, whatever. Sam Houston State beat James Madison, North Dakota State, and South Dakota State in the span of 15 days. I don't care what time of year it is, who's playing, who's not. If those three teams are playing, you beat them, the three ta- you beat them th- one, two, three in the span of 15 days, it's a pretty good run. But I was thinking – Man, if they could win a national championship in Huntsville, Texas, and I get it. It's only 55 miles from Houston, the fourth largest city in the country. High school football is king in Texas. I get all that stuff, but I still just think if you can win a national championship there, you should absolutely be able to win a national championship in Montana. And I think that one of the biggest selling points for the University of Montana, beyond the Champion Center, beyond all the banners that hang from the rafters, beyond Bobby Houck's record of success, beyond the 26,000 people that show up every Saturday for home games, the passion of the fan base, how many people in Montana, the percentage of the population that care about football, all that. One of the biggest selling points is Missoula. Missoula is definitely one of the coolest college towns in the country. I need. I think the university as a whole needs to start marketing that again. They need to start selling. This is a great place to come and get a good education, but also have a great time. I mean, so much of what University of Montana was about at, at, at its peak was the discourse, was the le- getting to learn other people and, and getting how to na- learning how to navigate people, learning how to communicate and building a network. And those things have served me and many of my friends that went to school here throughout our whole lives. And, and, and I think that it's something that's maybe lost. So um, I, I, I'll, I know that they're spinning it like it was an exceptional season. It was a very good season for Montana. I think that it left something to be desired because they, had some, they do have some work to do still. I hope that the loss to James Madison can be sort of a – a, a mirror, so to speak, for them to look into and, and really analyze where they're at, what they need to become, what they need to address. But all that said, there were some phenomenal moments and some, uh, phenomenal individual performances this year by the Grizz football team. So let's put a wrap on what has been a really, really fun segment all year. I've been very proud of this segment only because of the logistics that we've had to put into it. It's been tough upon my return here to Montana, to Missoula, in terms of getting the interviews and stuff that we need, both from a writing and radio perspective, because University of Montana practices in the afternoon, and they're usually practicing right during this show. But we were finally able to come up with an idea that made gave us the ability to have Grizz football players live on this show right after practice. So thanks to Eric Tabor and the sports information guys down at the Montana for being flexible and working with us. And it's very fun presenting the Grizz Star of the Week each and every week, presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. It is about to be ski season. I know there's not much snow out there right now, but a variety of the um, resorts, ski hills around the area are opening up this weekend. 
So if you need any ski gear or you need any just outdoor gear in general, I know snowmobiling is going to be on the horizon as well. Snowshoeing, cross-country skiing. I mean, we're Montanans. We love being outside, even if it's freezing cold. And uh, as the old saying goes, there's no such thing as bad weather, just stupid people. So go down to Bob Ward's and get yourself all outfitted for any and every outdoor activity that you might have on the horizon. A couple highlights for just individual performances. I do think that the Grizz rushing game was something that was uh, much analyzed or uh, much scrutinized, but part of that was just because of the attrition. Marcus Knight, the All-American running back, went down in the spring. Nick Osmo, the big bruiser, he went down uh, before the season began. But I do think that a, a couple guys really stepped up and, and I thought maybe even exceeded performance expectations. Xavier Harris ended up rushing for 666 yards. It seemed like he was in and out of the lineup every week because he seemed like he was limping off the field every game. But he did manage to play in 10 games, and so that's a good start to his career, true freshman from Oxford, California. Junior Bergen was a revelation. The guy was a high school quarterback as well as a receiver. He steps into running back for the first time, and he rushes for almost 500 yards and four scores. Also catches 21 passes and another touchdown out of the backfield as well. And then Cole Grossman, a third freshman. So the Grizz do have some really talented guys coming through the ranks. And they've already contributed at a very high level as freshman. Cole Grossman, the big tight end, was third on the team in catches. He had 36 grabs, 463 yards, five scores. Those are actually, even though Montana's had a ton of great tight ends, guys that have gotten shots in the NFL, those are some of the best numbers by a tight end at Montana because a lot of the guys from yesteryear, big blocking tight ends, maybe got the ball in the red zone a little bit, but I bet you 36 catches is right up there, if not the most catches by a Grizz tight end in quite some time. So a great freshman year for Cole Grossman. When you look at some of the, the most, and of course there was other statistical standouts as well. I'm kind of just highlighting some of the young guys, but you know, Sammy Kim caught 49 balls for 689 yards and seven scores. I know that people wanted a little more from him, not necessarily on his perspective, but just the quarterback carousel and the offense is getting the ball more. But he does finish his career with 29 touchdowns, which ties Mark Mariani for the most in school history. You also have Malik Flowers moving to second place all alone as the uh, all-time leader in kickoff returns for touchdowns. He had two kick kicks that he took back for scores. So congratulations to him, first-team All-American. But so many of the great standouts and, and great statistical seasons for the Grizzlies Came on the defensive side of the ball. Robbie Alk had 120-plus tackles for the third year in a row. He was an All-American. Patrick O'Connell is a finalist for the Buck Buchanan Award, and his stat lines are just its just silly. He's an edge guy. He had 14 sacks and 22 tackles for loss, which are both elite numbers. But he also had 105 total tackles, which to, to be able to play in the run fit and make tackles inside the box while also playing on the edge and being the primary guy in the pass rush Unbelievable. The guy has an incredibly bright future beyond this season. We'll see. I think he has a legitimate shot to win the Buck Buchanan Award. Four forced fumbles on top of those 14 sacks and 22 tackles for loss. Definitely very impressive. Marcus Wellnill had a banner year as well, one of the breakout players for the Grizz. Eight sacks, 12 and a half tackles for loss among his 94 total tackles. And he also had three picks. He also had 13 quarterback hurries, two times more than anybody else on the squad. And then, of course, Jace Lewis, number 37, wraps up his career with his third straight 100-tackle season, 4.5 sacks, 15.5 tackles for loss, and he also forced three fumbles. So a lot of great statistical production, but the linebackers 
and Robbie Houck, which is kind of like a linebacker slash safety hybrid. Those guys, they really led the way for Grizz football. That is our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Wards, Sports and Outdoors. You want some wings? We got some Desperado wings for you. What's going down with Grizz Hockey? They're on a break right now, but we'll give you a little synopsis of what's happened during the first half of their season, and we'll give you 12 wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Wing it Wednesday coming at you next on Nuanas Now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Incubus for you on a Wednesday. Love that show. If anybody out there from Log Jam, you know who you are if you might be listening. Bring them back. One of the great shows of the Kettle House Amphitheater. I guess it was not in 2021. That was back in September of 2020. Maybe September 2019 even? I think it was. It was actually 2019. Crazy. Been a couple years. Bring them back. We want more Incubus. Love that show. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Go check them out online. NWMSRocks.com. That's NWMSRocks.com. Chris Hockey. Coming in with a bang. It's been very popular. We've had the great pleasure of carrying all the games here on ESPN Radio. And that's uh, been a hot ticket. So this is our bi-weekly hockey segment. Presented by Peak Performance Physical Therapy. I know a lot of you out there maybe feel a little sore. Everybody always starts complaining when they get older. You know, I'm getting old, my knee hurts. My hip hurts. A lot of that can be mitigated by flexibility and or training or retraining muscles. And physical therapy can certainly help you. A lot of times we go to PT when we get in a fender bender or a ski wreck. PT can help you if you're just feeling out of whack. So no matter who you are, if you're feeling a little disjointed or misaligned, go check out peak physical therapy, peak performance physical therapy, excuse me. 
down there right by Southgate Mall. Jill Olson and the gang do a great job. They'll take care of you. The Grizz hockey team went into break uh, with a couple victories. Actually, uh, several victories in a row. Um, and that brings their record right now to 10-5-1. So, pretty impressive so far. They had their 36-goal outburst against Idaho, and then they swept Montana State this last weekend. Scores are not actually up on the uh, the website right now, so I don't actually know what the finals were for those games. But they're off now for quite some time. They won't be back at it until January 14th. And just a couple of Grizz hockey games left in Missoula, actually, as far as the regular season goes. The Montana Cup will be in Bozeman in February, but uh, they're at Eastern Washington for a couple uh, games in mid-January. Then they're at Montana State. Then they got MSU and the University of Providence coming here. So mostly regional stuff, uh, but it's been a good start to the Grizz hockey season. Ten wins, five losses, and uh, one OT loss, one OT tie so far this season for uh, Grizz hockey. So it's been fun having them involved with us here and uh, been fun bringing you all the action and giving away all those tickets. We give away four, six, eight, 12 tickets sometimes on this show for those Grizz hockey games, and they go like hotcakes. But the other thing that goes like hotcakes, Desperado Wings. So right now, we don't have Grizz hockey tickets for you today, but we do have delicious Wings. I like the hot teriyaki myself. But if you want your opportunity to win some Desperado wings, give us a call right now. Caller number four. We have a dozen wings. The Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Call us right now at 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number four. We got 12 wings for you to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Ryan Davis, a proud member of the Blackfeet Nation as well as the Lower Brule Sioux Tribe, one of the awesome representatives of the Native American people in Montana. He's a senior tight end for the Bobcats. He will join us here for the ESPN Roundtable to get you started on hour number two for a Wednesday. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.